Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Everybody, welcome back. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady with my co-host, JC, and our guest, John Rubino, who is an expert on all things compensation related. I wrote down words that I don't even know I heard in a long time, you know, total rewards, total cash, total comp, fixed comp, variable comp, and my head's just spinning because I can barely even add with my fingers. So that is not an expertise that I deal with in my HR space. But, but John, you, you know, you have given us so much great information already. And I know JC wants to share, share stats as well. And then I want to talk a little bit more about uh, this performance-based pay that we started talking about. But I want to say before all of this, like, not only is it an issue that these companies that you gave an example are saying, oh, we don't know how to qualify or quantify this person's job. It's a management issue. Let's just face it. It's not the employee. It's the manager or the people who manage the manager. It's their issue. So with that said, JC, what stats do you have for us? Yes, absolutely, Ms. Wendy. So uh, from... The vast expanse of the Internet, the source shall not be cited on air at this time. Organizations that use variable compensation and those compensation plans often give their employees an additional 8 to 19% of their base wage just off the bat. And variable pay is typically based on performance or growth, like what Mr. John was talking about. The salary is flexible. It's sometimes determined by the employees or the organization's success. So when we think about performance-based and the goal of variable pay is to encourage a behavioral change within the organization, there are some risk factors out there. And some professionals say that disadvantages of variable pay include creation of a toxic workplace, the demotivation of lower-performing employees as they see others who are high-performing get more cash and more total compensation, and the possibility of unhappiness between people who work quickly and those who are slower workers. So with all of that on the table, TCC brings a lot, and there's a lot of benefits to variable pay. But Mr. John, what do you have to say about some of these disadvantages in the realm of of performance and growth? There's, There's a lot here. Excellent points, JC. I can't argue with that. But let me try to put it in perspective. Every single variable pay program I've designed so far in my career, over 300, always resulted in a blip up of voluntary turnover. 100%. The beauty of it, those that leave are the mouth breathers of the organization, (laughs) the mediocre performers, because they're the ones who want the guarantee of getting increases in base salary. But when you hold their feet to the fire, saying that you must achieve X, Y, and Z by the end of the year, and they find they can't cut it, of course, they're going to get zero, they're going to be demotivated, and they may leave the company. I say... Fine. So, Mr. John, are are you retooling KPIs with management at the same time to then lay the base to then put the plan into effect? I mean, if the KPIs were already there and they're not working and this is how you've got a frozen middle or whatever the case may be, 
I mean, we got to overcome that somehow, right? So that's where you've Without been Without question. Middle managers are going to make or break everything we do in human resources, particularly in variable pay programs. We need a well-trained, enlightened middle management group that knows how to set appropriate stretch objectives and goals for employees and i don't want to sound you know like i'm brutal here just like size the workforce of course it's the responsibility of the company to train employees to create an environment that allows the employees to be successful and to monitor their performance every single day that's what good managers do so if the organization and managers fulfill their responsibility then you're going Going to have a successful, well-working, variable pay program that is going to motivate and retain your top talent. And every senior executive I work with, that's their main objective. They want to create a cadre of employees that continually add value to the organization. Right. As I mentioned before, you know, it, it's brutal. And this is why. Some companies are not ready for variable pay. Yep. I was just going to say that that culture. Go ahead, Wendy. Yeah, I was just going to say that, John. Um, You know, you have to you have to be prepared in in order to effectively incorporate performance based pay into total cash compensation programs. You have to have right managers. You have to have the right employees. You have to have the right managers. And so a lot of times you got to either throw the baby out with the bathwater and start over or really, really, really go through a painful period, which is where I think I can actually come in too. And because I do a lot of management training, training humans how to be managers, not just to be um, order takers or pushing around orders like you. Hey, manager, your pay relies on this, too. And so it's all needs to be connected in order for the company to do well. The employees need to do well in order for the employees to do well. The managers need to do well and the managers need to manage, which it's like it's just this big circle, this big spiral that keeps going around around. And if you get one thing wrong, you know, everybody's in trouble. It really is. Well said, Wendy. This is why I and I'm sure you do also spend a lot of time analyzing the culture of the company and the personalities of the senior executives. Are they ready to allow the variable plan to work? You can have a lot of exceptions. And I say this all the time in my speeches. Executives have to give up power to the system and allow the variable system to work. There can be just very few exceptions. Now, I'm sure you work with a lot of executives that I work with that are power hungry. Mm -hmm. I hear executives tell me, well, I know success when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I shake their hands and I walk out of their office. Yeah, exactly. You are not ready for variable pay. Yes. Same thing. It's more like it's more like this, John. You're not ready for us. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, just like you, Wendy, I've walked away from money. I've walked away from consulting assignments because my reputation is much more important. I'm not going to work with a company where I know the plan is going to fail, where they want the appearance of a total cash compensation program, but they're not willing to do the work to get it done. So the. Just like yeah. you said, the, the responsibility is spread throughout everyone in the company from the top all the way down. 
Yeah, I have some other questions. You have a million questions, John. We could be here forever, but we do have two more episodes to go. So I'm going to wrap up episode three here. In our next episode, I want to talk about legal and regulatory considerations in the United States for total cash compensation. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.